This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Go from there. Genesis 1. And it's, it's, it's the story of, of creation. Uh, because it's a lengthy um, passage, I will just read certain things and we will skip. Um, let's look at Genesis 3, the very first time, or let's start at 1. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Now, let's jump to verse 3. It says this, then God said, what did he say? Let there be light, and there was light. Beautiful. Okay, let's jump to verse 6. What does it say? Then God said, let there be in the midst of the waters, let it divide the waters, right? And God divided and made this firmament, and he called in verse 8, heaven, and the evening and morning were the second day. Let's jump to verse 9. Read, it says this. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place. Good. And in verse 10, he called the dry land earth, and he called the waters, you know, seas. Good. Let's jump to verse 11. What does it say? Then God said, Right, bring forth the herb, the yield, the fruits, and so on. Okay, good, beautiful. And then let's jump to verse 14. What does it say? Then God said, Okay, I'm going somewhere, I'm trying to show you a pattern. Beautiful. Then in 16, he made two great lights, and God set them um, in the sky. Let's go to verse 20. What does it say? Then God said, Beautiful, good, beautiful. Verse 22, and God blessed them, saying, okay, beautiful. Now, let's stop at 21. Let's start, let's go to 21. God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves within them, and God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, all right? Let's jump to verse 24. What does it say? Then God said, beautiful, 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 and he spoke. Now, where I want to go to is 26. Let's put 26 up. Now, let's read together. What does it say? every creeping thing now if you notice that from genesis 1 when he was the whole process of creation it started with and god said let there let there and there was he spoke into the existence and things came you see the difference between god and most other people who will create things is a lot of times they'll tell you in the process of creation you need raw materials to build anything yes if i want to make a table i need wood i need nails i need hammer i need saw i need you need raw materials to build but creation would have us understand that when it came to god he did not need anything he simply spoke he said and it became you see he, he's not somebody that needs something to create he, he doesn't need something to create something out of nothing he created something he created everything. Some of you might think, I don't have anything, so I cannot create anything. Well, the God that we serve can create something out of nothing. He spoke, and it became. He spoke, let there be, and there was. Now, when he came to creation, everything that you see, he said, God saw that it was good. When he made these declarations, he was speaking into the existence. 
But in verse 26, there's a slight change, Pastor. It says this, and God said, let, let, let us make man. In other words, it was, it, it, the, the, the very time he came to create a man, the very first board meeting in the expanse of eternity came, happened when he came to creating man. He spoke and he became, but when he came to creating you, they called a meeting. They sat down. Us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, came together and they held a board meeting over your matter. Let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Now, there's certain things I want to point out. That the God that we serve is God that is very intentional. He doesn't just make things for making sakes. No, 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 no. He's not somebody that was, he was not bored. It, it was not that he was tired. He, he looked at everything he had created and something was still missing. And he went back to the boardroom of creation and he said, we must come together and make man. It's almost like somebody who is going into business. Any businessman will tell you that if I want to create a product for the market, I must first go into the market and study the market. Right? If I want to make a product, what does the market need? And based on the need of the market, I will go back for market research and create a product that will meet the needs of the market. After everything was said and done, he looked out into destiny and there was a void. And something was missing. And he went back and said that for this purpose, I will create Jide. For this purpose, I will create Bio. Because there is only something in, 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 in eternity and in destiny. It is only Bio that can, create, that can fill this void. So I will make Bio or I will make Jide, or I will make Tolu, or I will make Bosse with the certain things that he or she needs to fulfill this need in destiny. Before you were born, the Bible says, before your father met your mother, before, before they knew, before you were thought, I knew you. I, I formed you. See, you are the way you are, it is not by mistake. Don't let me tell you that I, you, you, were, you were just born, it was a mistake. You were not a mistake, you were intentional. Ah, it just happened. My father doesn't. Mm, 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 mm. Destiny. God created you for a purpose in destiny. Your personality, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you look. Everything about you was created to fulfill a purpose. You were created, in, tell somebody, I was created intentionally. You are that important that the first board meeting in history was over your matter. And somebody will come and tell you that, oh, you are nothing. How dare you? The one who created, do you know who the one, the one that created me? Let's go to the next one. This next one, I want to show you something. See, the value of anything created is determined by the creator. Please write that down. I'm going somewhere. The value of anything created is determined by the creator. We throw out the word masterpiece a lot. Masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. And, and, and a masterpiece, it, 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 it seems to derive or it, it, it connotes to the fact that it was created by somebody that is masterful. Somebody that was a master. And because this person created it, it is valuable. Are you with me? The most expensive painting in the world was sold for $453 million. Now, 
if you want to understand what that is in Naira, let me just open my calculator real quick. Give me one second. So I can bring it to 400, if my calculator will allow me, 453 million dollars times 365. Uh, wow, it, it, it just gave me raised to the 11th power. It didn't even show me the, the figure. <laughs> this, this is what came out. <laughs> raised to the 11th power. That's how much it is in Naira. It was sold for 400, a painting, a painting. Somebody used paint, put it on canvas, and it was valued at 453 million because Leonardo da Vinci painted this painting. So it was a masterpiece. So the value of the canvas, see, if I paint, it is worth nothing. Because as far as what is concerned in, in, the, in the art world, I am not a master. But if Leonardo da Vinci, even if he had a signature, not even a full of Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> Baba, you are a millionaire in dollars because it was created <laughs> by a master. Now, can you imagine the value placed on an object created by a mere man? I'm going somewhere. But now, let's step back. And understand that even with masterpieces, depending on the era or the condition of the, of the piece, it can lose its value. Right? So if it's not in prime condition, if the painting is torn, if a uh, rat has eaten it, <laughs> if, uh, you know, these are things they will look at. They'll say, ah, it should be worth this much. But because of the condition of it, it's worth a little less. But there are some masterpieces that never lose its value because the one that created it cannot lose value. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> the one who created you, the same yesterday, today, and forever, before time there was, after time there will be. He was not elected. He cannot be cast out. He cannot be, he cannot, he can, he cannot be pulled out of it. He, he cannot be overthrown. He cannot be reprieved. He is the one we are speaking of. The one that has never lost a battle. The one that when he says, no one can say. The one that he does, when he does, no one can undo. The one we are talking about doesn't sleep or slumber. When he speaks, his word does not fall to the ground. His words are indeed yes and amen. He has searched high, he has searched low. He could not find anyone greater than himself. So he swore by himself. In other words, he's accountable to himself because no one passed him. Understand that there's levels and their powers and their. You see, 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 see. No matter how crazy you are, Chris passed Chris. When you see somebody way past you, no one will tell you by yourself. You go mellow. You go not humble yourself. Sometimes guys want to party. They go say, ah, bros, ah, bros, ah, bros, ah, bros, ah. The Bible says when he searched high and searched low, I could not find anyone greater than himself. He swore by himself. <laughs> there are levels to this thing. That is the one who created you. And because the one created you cannot lose value, guess what? You cannot lose value. Bros, I offer. You cannot lose value. It does not matter the conditions of life and what you have been through or what you have gone through or where you find yourself or whatever you've been through. It does not change the fact that you are still valuable. See, a diamond is a diamond. 
Let me, let me show you a quick illustration. I'm going somewhere. This is my second point. How many people know what this is? It's 1,000 naira. It's the highest denomination of our country, yes? So, let me try something. Um, bros, if I wanted to give you this 1,000, will you take it? Why? Because it has value. Okay, let me, let me try something. Um, bros, if I squeeze money, I give it to you. Will you still take it? Why? Ah, okay, I'm coming. I'm sorry. Wait. Um... Bros, <laughs> if I give you this money, it still has the same value. You still want it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Wait. Bros, you feel like saying I don't see how much money you have. Wait. Bros, will you still take it? Huh? Why? Because no matter what I do to this money, this money is still money. Even if I step on it, or I tear it, or I spit on it, or I put it, it is still money. No matter the circumstance you have been through in life, no matter the amount of pain you have been through, no matter what they've done to you, no matter all the mistakes you have made, you are still Because the one who created you cannot lose value. You were created in the image and likeness of God. If you want to know what God looks like, tell anybody, look at me. That's what the Bible says. Created in the image and likeness of God. So you are indeed a masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 says this. That you are a masterpiece. Put it up on the board. Ephesians 2.10. It says that you are a masterpiece of God. You are the workmanship. In another verse, says you are the masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for unto good works. You were created for good works. Tell your neighbor, tell someone, tell them, I, I, I am a masterpiece. Do somebody tell them that I am a masterpiece. <laughs> I am not ordinary. Now, let me continue. Let's look at Genesis 128. I'm setting the stage. Genesis 128. Genesis 128, what does it say? It says this. After he created man, he created man, then he said, he blessed them, and he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue and have dominion. Now, the very first instruction the very first thing he will utter to man after creation was be fruitful and multiply. The first thing he would, the first communication that he would speak into man was fruitfulness and multiplication. Understand that fruitfulness and multiplication is your birthright. Be fruitful and multiply. Now let's, now let's look at this logically. It would be stupid of a creator to demand of creation what he has not put inside of it. I cannot ask this chair to fly. Because the chair does not have the capacity within it to fly. Because it was not created to fly. 
It was created to be Saturn. Thank you, sir. So I cannot demand of it what I have not put in it. But when the creator looked at man and said, be fruitful and multiply, that means that you have the capacity for fruitfulness and the capacity for multiplication. <laughs> so, I, I, and, and, and at the end of the day, God is not a man that he should lie. If he has said something, then it must come to pass. Be fruitful and multiply. You are meant to produce fruitful and multiply. You are meant to create multiplication, ever increasing. Understand this, that when he created, in the process of creation, created, he created, he says, that the earth and the, the trees, and he said that fruits we produce after its own kind. Fruits produce after his own kind. And you must understand that there are different kinds of fruits. There are different kinds of fruits. Um, an apple is not a mango. A, a, a mango is not a watermelon. Um, a watermelon is not a balumo. You know, I, thought it was, I didn't even know that. You know calabashes grow on trees? Did you know that? I had no idea. First time I saw a calabash tree, I was, I was in awe. It looked like a big watermelon hanging, huge thing. I said, it's calabash. I said, wow. Fruits produce after its kind, and they are different kinds of fruits. Sir, the gestation period or the time that it takes for an apple to become an apple is different from what it takes for a watermelon to be a watermelon. There are different kinds of fruits. And the mistake we make is sometimes trying to expect a, an apple to be a mango. No, an apple was created to be an apple. Uh, a mango was created to be a mango. The danger that we fall into is when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And you begin to look at a mango and you say, why am I not a mango? Because you were created to be an apple. Um, there are different things that are required of you, and the mistake you can make is to try to become an imitation of somebody else rather than the original of what you were created to be. A lot of times, we spend our energy and our life focusing on other people's progress, what they are doing. And let me tell you, Instagram is one of the biggest tools that the devil used to entrap people because people will post things on Instagram, small girl with a big God, and small boy, and you be asking yourself, ah, see how they are progressing in life, and see what they are doing, and you begin to compare yourselves to them, but understand that you are an apple, you are not a mango, everybody's gestation period is different. There was a conversation that occurred between a dog and an elephant, and they got pregnant on the same day, and the story goes that um, after three months, the, the dog gave birth to six puppies. <laughs> Mother Elephant was still pregnant. Another three months came back, huh? she gave birth again. Another poster of puppies. <laughs> dog said, Elephant, how far this? Yeah, still pregnant. Wow, okay. 18 months came by, gave birth to another set of puppies. Elephant, no, no, great give better. She began to mock, say, ah, are you sure you are pregnant? Because we got pregnant on the same day. But I have had three sets of puppies. You have not had one. And then the elephant said, you see, <laughs> you and I are not the same. <laughs> you see, our gestation period is different. 
You see, when I give birth to one, the ground shakes. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. She said, when my offspring walks across the road, people stop. <laughs> because when my offspring is walking, people must stop and pay attention. Because when my offspring shows up, you know, your own offspring, <laughs> people feed use car chaser. But when mine show up, they stop in attention and respect. We are not the same. You give birth to puppies. I give birth to elephants. In other words, there are differences in gestation periods. Do not sell yourself short to be a dog when God has made you an elephant. Do not abort the cream inside of you. We say, God, is taking too long because it has not come to pass. Because God has made you an elephant and not a dog. And you will not frustrate the process or abort it because it didn't happen when you thought it would happen. You know, the biggest mistake we make is to try to measure a God outside of time by an instrument made by man. I'm going somewhere. We begin to time the God that is outside of time. And we begin to measure him by an instrument made by man that functions on battery to tell him that God, but you said. And when will you say, this is the God that is outside of time. This is the God that is in your past, present, and future all at the same time. This is the God that when he speaks a word, he can erase your past. He can deliver you in the present. He can push you to your future. That is the God we are talking about. And the mistake we make, we try to limit him by instrument made by man. Sit down, we're going somewhere. <laughs> See, for those who are called of God, there is no such thing as delay. When Jesus was at the wedding, they called him and said, please, perform a miracle. And he said, woman, my time has not yet come. It has not come. When they told Jesus that Lazarus was dead, Lazarus was dead, he said to them, he's not dead. He's only sleeping. From the time they called him, it took four days, Reverend, before he got to, 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 to Lazarus. And when he got there, he was dead and in the grave. And we will say by our own natural time that he was late. He came late. Martha said, Jesus, if you had come on time, my brother would not have died. Time. But see, if there is an appointed time, Ecclesiastes says it's set time for everything under the heavens. If there is an appointed time, then there is no such thing as delay. Because what you are waiting for has been set for an appointed time. So in the time when it comes to pass, it is not delayed. I am preparing myself for when the time comes. The Bible says, now the time to favor Zion. Now the set time. Look at your neighbor. Say there is a set time. Don't begin to compare yourself to anybody else. Everybody has a genesis. Your story and my story are not the same. The way you might be on a sprint, I'm on a marathon. There are different kinds of races. You cannot train for a marathon the way you train for a sprint. For sprints, you need speed. For marathon, you need endurance. There are those who start quick, run fast, and burn out. But see, there are some that start slow and pace themselves and they last for the they last for the whole of the race 
Do not burn yourself out. You're going to look at, ah, my neighbor is running. Baba, he was made for a sprint. You were made for a marathon. Do not truncate your training process. I'm going to look and say, ah, he's running fast. Let me get to one like this. No, his is speed. Yours is learning how to control your breathing. Set the pace. Stay focused. Fruits produce after their own kind. They produce after their own kind. He said, be fruitful. Next thing he said, he said, multiply. Now, if I was going to give you a formula for multiplication, not saying that this is the only way to do it, but from what I have seen, if you want to multiply, now understand you have the capacity, you have the ability, you are created valuable, what he has put inside of you, he expects that you produce. How do you multiply? Do you, Deuteronomy 8.18 says this. Put it up on the board. Deuteronomy 8.18. It says this. It says, Deuteronomy 8.18. It says, you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power to make wealth. That he may establish his covenant. Which he swore unto thy father. As it is. You know, there are certain things. Let me tell you for free. There are certain things that happen. Not because of anything you have done. I'm a great example of somebody who is operating under grace. Grace that has been shown. That has been given to their parents. And I know the things that my parents have labored in the spirit. There are certain things that are operating in the spiritual gifts that I have not labored for. Not because I better pass. But because of what has been bestowed. What, what God has promised to my parents. It is working in my life. God said to David, he said, David, because of what you have done, an heir of yours will always sit on the throne. He said to him, he said, listen, listen, when I chastise other people's children, ah, because of you, because of you, I will spare your children. Where I will take the throne from other people's children, I will not take it from yours. Not because of anything they had done, but because he had a covenant with David concerning them. I'll tell you a true life story. I went to the passport office. My daughter, they gave birth to her and she was in, she was in the UK. My wife is British. My daughter is British. In fact, all of them are under the blood. They all have red passports. It's only me that is green, but it is okay. I said they're under the blood. It's all right. But my understands. You know? So when they bought my Peking now to bring her into the country, I had to get visa. Nigerian visa. Every time she wanted to enter. 200 pounds. Every time she wanted to enter. My own country. Ah, I think they vexed me, Pastor. One time, 200. Next time, ah, ah. I said, ah, ah. Pounds. No. I said, we must get the passport. So I went to the passport office. I said, ah, I want to get passport. This was in April. They came in April 1st. They were going to travel out again. I said, I need a passport. I said, the problem is there have been no passport since December. So, you that are coming in April, <laughs> Baba, <laughs> the backlog is plenty. You have to wait in line. You can't just... Someone said, well, the only hope for you is if you're going to see the, the DPO, the head in charge, controller of the... Go and see him. That's when I say, ah, okay, let me go and see him. I get to the first place. There's like, I call him the gatekeeper. You must see him before you can enter the room. You see him, then you enter the room, then you see like 10 other people, then the guy's office. So, there are levels to entering. So... I, I show up and I say, ah, I, say, I, say, ah, I know you. He said, yeah, I'll do I'll do 
did you used to do music? I mean, I, I said, yes, now, okay, I know you. And your mother and your father said, no, it's okay, you know what? Come back in an hour. That TPO is not around. I said, ah, okay. So I left, I waited. One hour, I came back. <laughs> he said, um, uh, go inside and, and see the DPO. So I entered this big room. I entered this big room, right? And there were a bunch of people. And I just walked to the nearest guy. I said, sir, come. Uh, so, um, please, I want to see the DPO. He said, why? I said, because I want to get your passport and my daughter. The man said, that's not a good enough reason to see him. Go back. So, humbly, I turned back around to the person that told me to enter. I went to him and I said, sir, the man inside <laughs> said that I don't have what it takes. I can't see him. because." So, what I expected him to do was to say, ah, who said? Come with me. Abi, I'm going to tell him and say, I said. No. To God who made me on the altar of God. The man sat back and crossed his legs. And he asked me a question. He said, do you know who you are? And I looked at him and said, he said, do you know who you are? He said, go back and tell that man that you are the son of Pastor Taiwo and late Pastor Bimbo Dukoya. Then demand to see the DPO. You are an enabled man. <laughs> to God who made me, he said, do you not know? That you are an enabled man. Go back and demand. I said, even me, I shock. So I turned around. I went back and I said, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. The man outside said that I should tell you that I am the son of Pastor Taiwo and Paulette Pastor Pimbo Dukoya. I said, why didn't you say so? Bring the form, bring the form. What do you need? I will fit the same man. Fill the form for me. He said, Fill the go inside, go inside, go inside. I entered. I saw the DPO. I said, inside. He said, Yes, can I help you? I said, I'm sorry, I, I want to. He said, Ah, passport, ah, that's the problem. Who handle your file? I said, Ah, he said, ah, the problem is there's been a backlog since December. And you're just coming now. I said, But I know your mom. She went to all the child. I know your father. I said, Okay, okay. So you know what? Um, come, take his file to the printing office. And tell them straight from the DPO that this passport must be printed. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I followed the man. We got to the gate. It was past five. Ah, printing, printing, printing office. Don't close, oh. Then straight from DPO. Ah, open. I enter. DPO said, make you printing. We only have 76 listed to print. There are over thousands waiting. 76 were to be printed for the next day. Mine was number 77. I walked out of there. I was in my car. Like, oh my God. And then God said to me, if the name of your mother and the name of your father, your mother has been dead for almost 15 years. Your father is still here. If that name can open doors, how much more can how much more my name, at the mention of my name, every knee must bow. At the mention of my name, every tongue must confess. What I, what I experienced was not because of anything that I did. 
it was because of the grace that covenant connected to my parents and the grace God has given us. Now go back to that scripture. He says, behold, I am the one that gives you the power to make wealth that he may establish his covenant. There is a covenant for wealth over your head. I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> the covenant must be established. So if you want to be wealthy, the first thing you must do is remember the Lord your God. We have told on that boy you have got to, but at your word, we will cast our nets again. And in the same place where they had toiled all night, all of a sudden it begins to say that the fish was so much their nets began to break. Let me, let me, let me, let me break that down for you. It, it, it was not the first time that it would happen because, sir, uh, remember when they came to Jesus and they asked him, said they, he needs to pay tax and he had no money. And he says that he called it out and uh, he put his hand in the pool and he caught a fish and he opened the mouth of the fish and the money that he needed was in the mouth of the fish and he took the money and paid it. Let me tell you what happened, sir. The same thing that happened with the fish is what happened. When God released his word and he said, cast your net or he said, I need money in the place where there was nothing. The word of God was released into the expanse of the universe. And the creator of the fishes heard the voice of the creator. And said that the one who created us is calling us. So from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, they assembled themselves. And they began to swim to the origin of the world. And they stood in position and waited calmly. And patiently till the nets came and caught them. When God needed money, he spoke and a fish that never had created before appeared. But this fish, it was created for giving money. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Are you saying what I'm saying? A species of fish, a money-making fish that did not, uh, that did not exist. At the mention of his word appeared and the fish swam to where he was needed and God carried the fish and opened the mouth and brought the money out of the mouth. Do you not know that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the store of the righteous? Do you not know he says that houses that you have not built he will give it to you. Lands that you have not bought. He will give it to you. What people, my mother said this to me, said, Pastor, a second of God's favor is better than a lifetime of labor. A second of God, what people labor their lives for, God will give it to you. Can you imagine? Slaves for 400 years, they said they are going. And they go and say, go and ask your slave hold, the people that have held you captive. Ask them for money. The Bible says that they gave unto the Israelites to the point where they were broke. What manner? Do you not understand that the hearts of kings are in his hand? And he turns it as he wills. Do you not know that the God that we serve, the
There is nothing that you need that he does not have access to. See, you know, sometimes, sometimes we tell these stories and say, ah, Pastor, this is all well and good though. But you know, this is happening in the Bible. It doesn't really happen in real life. Let me tell you a real life story. Let me, let me tell you a real life story. I went to a place. I met this girl one time at a restaurant. And I saw the girl and I said, ah, she spoke very well. Pastor, she spoke very well. Ah, why are you here? You have very good diction. She said, well, you know, I'm trying to save for school, blah, 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 blah. Okay, ah, she left an impression on me. But I didn't see her again. I went to Unilag too for a speaking engagement. And outside, there were some people selling oil. But the way they were using, they were using to fry yam, as they were saying, this oil is good for frying. And people had shirts. And I heard this voice. But ah, I know this voice. It was the same girl. Her name was Ify. Ah, Ify. How are you? I said, I left that place so because I was falling sick, so they fired me, but now I'm selling oil. Blah, 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 blah. In the middle of the conversation, I just stopped. I said, God spoke to me. He said, I said, God said that you, you, need, you need a certain amount of money. This is how it happened. I'm on the altar of God. I cannot lie. I called someone. I said, come, come, come. Give me a number. The guy said, 40. I said, okay. That's not it. Okay. I said, keep it. I called somebody else. Give me a number. Someone said 30. I said 40, 30, 70. That's still not it. Give me a number. He said two. I said, okay, 72. God said I should give you 72,000. And she fell on the floor. And she started weeping. I said, what happened? She said, last night, I stood before God. And I wept before him and I tore my clothes. And I said, God, where are you? Their landlord was going to kick them out of their house. And the amount of money they needed to pay the rent was 72000 She stood before God and she whipped the and said, God, if you are real, God, if you are real, show up for me. What have you ever done for me in my life? Every time he's suffering, suffering, suffering. And then the next day, she would happen. You see, nothing just happens. See, see, we serve the, the, the God who makes every part of your life fit his plan. Everything happens with purpose and intent. It will just so happen that God will place me in a place and be in a position for where I will look to the left and somebody I had not seen would be there who needed a need that I had not needed. See, I do not know what your need is, but before you have a need, God knows your need. He knows how to reach you at the point of your needs. And she wept and she said, this money... Now I know that God is real. God is real. Another story. A friend of mine has saved his whole life. He had 7 million from all his savings. He wanted to go and buy land. Buy Redeem Camp, Redemption Camp. He went there. 7 million, he don't try. He was a teacher. 7 million, he said, lots of money. Give 7 million, I will pray for you very well. You know? And he shows up to the place. Ah, I want to see the land. This is the land. He called the surveyor. The God that he said that the land is 70 million. Now, when you have seven million, it's like a lot of money. But when you, it is 70 million, your seven, seven million is, is quite small. You know? It's tight. And giving you the testimonies to edify, because these things happen in our country. Because people think that this is just Bible story. And he heard, he said, ah, 70 million. Okay. He just became humble. Just like going up. On the way back, God said, see that seven million, give it to church. Eh? Eh? You know that there are certain, there are certain demands that God will ask of you that. You rebuke him, God. So I rebuke you. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I told him many times. God give his son. I'm saying no, it's not God. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. It's not God. It's not God. No, no, no. I bind you. I bind you. It's my flesh. It's my flesh. 
He said, give the seven million to, to church. Ha. He said, you know, when you ask God condition, God, if it's you, let, let the sky fall. <laughs> you know? Like the time when I was in a church service and I was worshiping, I was just worshiping. I just heard God say, you see that your, your Mercedes, I was like, give it to somebody. Hey! I said, the worship left. And I said, I said, I said, lie, I did hear I did hear he said, that's your car. You're not taking it on. Mercedes, why I don't ship from Yankee with my money. I don't have to say I get Mercedes. God said, make I give out. I said, it's a lie. I bind you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, where God, I said, God, if it's you, let, let my father tell me something. That's what my father said. Oh, by the way, I said, no, don't try, don't say it. And that's how that day I came to church with Mercedes. I left with nothing. Legatees, thank you. Legatees. <laughs> but back to my friend. He said, God said, give this seven million to church. So with, with, with fear and trembling, everything he had worked for, he gave it. See, let, let me tell you this the thing about giving. You see, to receive, you have to release. I'll say it again. If you do not release, you cannot receive. Sometimes we hold on so tight to what we have. God is saying, open your hand. Open your hand because you're holding on to 1,000. How to put 1 million. But if you do not release, you cannot receive. He gave his money away to church. 7 million. Now, I'm not here. I'm not a prosperity teacher that says, hey, collect your money. No, no, no. If God does not tell you to give, don't give don't give out of emotion. Be led by instruction. He gave. Ah, it was hard for him. Then, he said, okay, God, I've given, but I want to buy the land, I want to buy the land. So anyways, he had put, booked an appointment with the surveyor to go and see it. So, he still wanted to look like he was still interested. So, he, he said, let's still go and see the land. Now, he had from 7 million to zero. Let's go and survey the land. Let's go and he says, when they got there, the owner of the land showed up. Says, young man, since you've come, I have had no rest. I have been troubled in my sleep concerning this land. You know what? You take this land, take it. Eh, eh, eh. He said, you see this land that you're looking for? He said, since you have left, I have had no rest. Take it. If he had held on to his seven million." He will not have received 70 million. And just like that, with what he did not have, with five loaves of bread and two fish, it became a, a multitude that became someone to feed 5,000 people with five bread. What do you have in your hand? Some people are waiting on God. God is waiting on you. When the Egyptians had come and he was standing in front of the Red Sea, and he wanted to look up and cry. I said, God, what shall you say? What do you have in your hand? Stretch your hand. And when he stretched his hand, <laughs> what you need, he has access to. The king was asleep and he had no rest. They woke him up in his sleep. And he said, what must be done for the one called Mordecai? See, in this moment, wherever your destiny helpers are, I decree and declare that they will have no rest. 
that the Lord will trouble them in their sleep. And whatever they need to do for you to receive what is yours, it shall happen in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Five more minutes. Oh, snap. I have to end it. Wow. I have so much more. Let me, let me hurry up. Fruitful and multiply. I'm going to round up. The, the, the formula for multiplication. Remember the Lord your God. It's the one that gives you the ability to make wealth. The second thing you have to remember, someone spoke about it earlier, is diligence. For multiplication, diligence. Matthew 25, 23 says this. When you are faithful over a few, God will set you over many. The problem is we are not faithful in the little things that we have and you want God to commit more to you. What have you done with the little he has given you? You are a steward of one and you want ten, but you cannot manage the one. You know, sometimes we say, God, I want, I want the big house and I want the big car. Are you managing your small house and your small car to his best of his ability? You see people, and you know, you know I, I love the way that, as a matter of fact, God spoke to me concerning you, sir. He said, as you are ministering here and pouring out your heart, the same way you will do in front of millions. With the same passion and the same, because you are not performing for people, you are performing for the audience of one. When you are a steward over little, God will commit a lot into your hand. Diligence. He said, see a man who is diligent in his ways. He will stand before kings and not mere men. Diligence. Persistence. You know, he says it takes 10,000 hours in anything to become an expert. 10,000 hours. Doing it over and over and over again. When you are faithful, it's not about, oh, people like overnight success. They want things easy. They want things quick. You have to put in the work. Like you so rightfully said, sir. Put in the work. There's a story of a man who was trying to fix a ship. And he called three or four technicians. Everybody could not fix it. It was a big ship. And one man came. And in less than two seconds, he pressed one button like this. He started to walk. And he gave me a bill for 100000 The guy said, ah, 100000 for one second. He said, see, my labor is zero. Knowing where to press is 100000 <laughs> do you get what I'm saying others have tried for hours could not fix it me I came for a second do you know why because he has been persistent repetition over and over again you see luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity there's no such thing as, as, as luck I, I was I was I'm just lucky no 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 you have been preparing yourself for the set time so when the time to favor Zion has come when God has brought that person to you and you have been preparing yourself, you can maximize the opportunity in the time when the, the opportunity needs to be maximized. Persistence. And let me tell you something. Do not be afraid to fail. See, failure is part of the process. People think that if you fail, you try and you fail. You fail as long as you fail forward. You fail constructively. It took Thomas Edison 10,000 times before he got the light bulb. 10,000 failures. So I'm saying, but Pastor, you don't know, I've tried, and I keep failing. I want, to, I, want, I want to read something for you, and I'll end. And I had so much more, but I'll end here, because my time is up. Jack Ma owns Alibaba, and Alibaba is a big, it's almost like an Amazon of China. His net worth right now is $32.8 billion. I'll say that again slowly. 
32.8 billion. That's 999 million 32 times. 0.8. 1 billion is 999 million. Okay, that's his net worth. Now, hear what he said. She said, I had a lot of failure. I failed for funny things that I failed in. I was a, a key primary school, in a key primary school test, I failed two times. I failed three times in middle school, that's secondary school. For years, three years, I tried to enter university and I failed. So I applied for jobs 30 times and I got rejected. I went to the police force to try to be police. They said, no, you're not good enough. I went to even KFC, KFC, chicken, restaurant, came to China. When KFC came to China, came to our city, people went for jobs. 23 people were accepted. I was the only one who got rejected. We went for police. Five people, four of them accepted. I was the only one that was not accepted. So to me, being turned down, being rejected. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that I, I applied for Harvard 10 times and they rejected me? <laughs> this is the same person. Because I knew I'd be rejected. I just wanted to see. Now, <laughs> this is what he said. I'm reading his transcript. <laughs> you see, sometimes a closed door is not a sign of defeat. I'll say it again. A closed door is not a sign of defeat. Sometimes a closed door is a sign of victory. I'm going somewhere. God knew that he was destined to be a billionaire. So when he wanted to be a policeman, he shut the door. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. God who sees the end from the beginning that knew why he was destined. He wanted to be a teacher. They shut the door. He wanted to go and sell chicken. They shut the door. He wanted to go and be, and, and be a police officer. They shut the door. Because God knew that to allow you to be settled for less than what I've created you for, I will keep shutting the door. Because when I shut one door, you will adjust course. I shut another door, you are just cursed. You see, some people are knocking on the door when God wants you to buy the whole building. You are knocking on the door. The Bible says that when the Israelites showed up to Jericho, that they retreated behind the walls, reverend, and they shut the door because they knew, they said they had heard of the Lord God of Israel. And because they knew what these people were, they shut the door. That was already a sign of victory. Because you know, these people, as they are coming, it is over for us. For every short door in your life, begin to give God praise. Because the one who knows the end from your beginning, the one who knows why you have been created, he lets every plot of your life fit his plan. Do not look unto man. Looking unto Jesus. Be faithful and diligent to what he has committed into your hand. A man that is diligent will stand before kings and great men. Whatever you need, the author, the supplier, Jehovah Jireh, your provider, if you need water to come out of a rock, it will happen. If you need manna to fall from heaven, it will happen. If you need to bring a stranger your way to bless you, whatever you need, he has access to everything and everything. That's the God.
God that you serve. Last testimony as I'm dropping the mic. Somebody was old. Family member died. And um, they lived in a house. They came and said, your husband owed us. It's 198 million. Ah, plus interest. You need to pay back or we take the house in Lagos. The, the girl was a, was a member of the church. She said, we didn't have the money. <laughs> her mother said, I do not have the money, but I have God. She went into her room and shut her knees. Shut the door and got on her knees and began to pray. And began to pray. There are certain battles you don't fight with your mouth. <laughs> you fight on your knees. Stand still and let God fight your battle. See the salvation of the Lord. You don't have to fight. You will not fight in this war, he said. Stand still and see. She went and she began to pray. She began to pray. After praying, they called her back and said, Ah, Ma, okay, you know what? Since you don't have money, let's wipe up the interest. The interest is 100 million. Forget the 100 million. Just pay 98 million. Will someone say that's a testimony? Someone forgives 100 million debts in, 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 in this country. That's a testimony now. The woman said, Thank you very much, but I still don't have 98 million. She went back into her room. <laughs> she shut the door. She began to pray. They called her back. He said, Ma, see, we've never done this before. But you know what? Something has just, we have decided that we're going to give you this house. Free. Here are the deeds to the house. Don't pay. <laughs> Don't pay a dime. And that's how she got a house. Worth 198 million for free. What people will work their lives for. What people will truncate their destinies for. She got it for free. A woman walked into a store, got told her, go to the store. She needed money for her for her for her for her, her business and she had no money. And she said, God, and I said, go to the market. Go to the market. See, sometimes all you need is the word. The Bible says he sent his word. He sent, sent the word, the word, the words I speak are spirit and life. She got to the market, Reverend, and um, said, Enter the store. She entered the store. God said, Pick whatever you want. They are picking with no money in your pocket. So she did pick. I want this material, this material. God said, Pick. She was picking. Went to the till. Still no money in her pocket. They rang it up. 100,000 worth of lace. She had zero now. Okay, madam, your money is 100,000. <laughs> okay, okay. She has a God. <laughs> I cannot call on your name. I end up in shame. She was singing that mind. No way. She said, God, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Let me just, you know, you know what you're just looking for? You're trying to, like, go alpha. At that time, the owner of the shop, her phone rings. Hello? Ah, sister. Ah. She says, um, sister was calling from America. America. She says, sister, is there a woman in your store right now? Uh -uh. Eh, yeah, so. She says, sister, whatever she has picked, I've been instructed to pay for it. Ah. Sister, whatever she has picked, I've been instructed to pay for it. And that's how the woman in the store that went with zero naira came up with goods worth 100. What you need, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask. 
Remember the Lord your God. For he is the one. He is the only one. That gives you the power. That gives you the power. To make wealth. That is the God that we serve. That is your God. That is your God. So Father, as we have sown our hearts and our minds and our time in this, in this time of fellowship, Father, I ask that you honor your word. I ask that you touch everyone in this place. I ask that you give them clear instructions on, on things, on, on actions to take. I ask that those whose heads are weary, that you lift them up. That you be the glory and the lifter of their head. And everyone who calls on your name can never end up in shame. So, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for this man. Thank you so much, sir, for that word. God bless you. Can we all rise and stretch our hands to him and say, God bless you. Just in five seconds, just pray and release that. All the anointing that he has released upon us here should come back to him in a hundredfold. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you. God bless you. And we hope to see you some other time. Um, we're going to be taking uh, tithes and offering. Elijah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, the Bible makes us to understand that God is the source and we are the channels. And, and as we all heard that, if you release, it will come back to you. But if you keep it, it will go in a terrible way. Amen? Yeah. I pray that God will minister unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, we know that tithe is a command as we have studied this morning in the Sunday school. So, don't Rob God. Learn to give what belongs to God. And I pray that God will minister unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. So if you are paying your tithe this morning, kindly come to the altar. Amen? Please, if you are paying your tithe this morning, kindly come out. Titus in the house, please come out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tight is one-tenth of what God have mandated you and I to pay. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you. <laughs>